Dubai was perfect for that. Okay, beautiful. So we are live. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for taking time to join our MaxWeb video podcast. If you are listening to us on Spotify or um, Apple, Google, please make sure to watch it again on YouTube because you get to see this handsome dude. He's going to share fantastic, fantastic things with us today. So without further ado, please meet Craig Campbell. I had the pleasure to meet him at uh, in Dubai for Affiliate World. And I was in the speaker lounge and I listened to his talk and I, I was nodding and I was like, he knows his stuff. We should have him on the podcast. So fast forward to today, I harassed him a bit. I got him to uh, join us live. So Craig, welcome. Thank you so much for doing this. No problem. It's uh, a pleasure to be here. Um, it's uh, always a privilege to be asked on and hopefully share um, some good knowledge with your network and hopefully we can replicate that on mines uh, when you're finished your travels. So, yeah. I can wait. Again, it would, that would be my honor too. So I would love for you to spend a few minutes to tell us uh, your story, right? How did you get into the digital space Uh I, you were telling me before we went live that when you started doing this, there was almost no information out there. And I feel the same, but I started six years ago. So I can imagine if you've been doing this for longer, there was not a lot of information. So tell us a bit about your journey. How did you start it in our industry and really anything you're comfortable sharing with us? <laughs> so first thing is I am 42 um, and when I tell people these stories, you know, it always boils back to my childhood and how I get into to digital. Um, and the reason being is when I grew up as a kid, I had no mobile phone, no internet access. And it came to about 1997. Um, so I was 17, I'm born in 1980. And the internet came out and you're just like, whoa, like, you know, I can look at my house on Google Earth or I can chat to a girl on MSN. Um, you know, things that Grown up, we I never ever had, and um, so I was mesmerized by the internet, and I messed around for a few years. I had a few dead end jobs. I worked in Burger King. I worked in a call center. All the usual stuff. I didn't really know where I was going in life, and but I was really obsessed with the internet. And I thought I need to make money on this, so I became a really bad web designer at the start <laughs> really bad and uh, messed around with html and tried to teach myself how to build crappy little websites and it kind of all evolved from there you know i found it really hard to to get my head around graphics and um, i was just really bad at it and to be honest the html i found quite difficult as well so i thought ah this is this is a uh, no good um and and kind of looked over to the kind of marketing side of a business, how do websites make money? And SEO was just kind of kicking in in the early 2000s. And uh, there was it was a lot of forum-based stuff. And, uh, you know, I was learning a lot in forums. There was no courses. There was no Facebooks. There was no YouTube, nothing. So it was all forum-based. And, you know, you're, you're sending a message to a dude and you're like, dude, you know, I hear you're really doing well. Can you... Can you help me out? And the guy wouldn't reply for like a week and a half uh, and stuff like that. So, you know, <laughs> basically I had no clue what I was doing. Matter of pure luck in terms of timing um, because I get in very, very early. And, you know, still to this day, I pinch myself going, how the hell did I get here? You know, I've been, I've been making it up as I've went along. And I'm pretty sure most of us will be able to resonate with that when we enter the digital space. You've no clue how good you are and you know you compare yourself to to like I could be sitting looking at you Anna and going you know I'm, I'm I, you know, I have this imposter syndrome like I'm making it up and, and I'm looking at you going you're the superstar you're doing all this cool stuff but the reality is we're all just making it up as we went along and uh, you know trying and testing stuff so that is that is pretty much how I get in, into it and uh, from there I became an SEO picked up a few clients left my day job, um, worked from home for three or four years, just as a freelancer in the bedroom. Before I knew it, I owned a digital marketing agency and had 17 staff 
Now it was like a blink, and what you know, I had a, a, a little office. Then I hired the sales guy. Then I hired other people, developers and content writers and stuff. And before I knew it, I was in charge of all these people, and I'm like, oh shit, like what, what's going on here? Uh, <laughs> and I, I ran my agency for maybe nine years, and. Like we said off here, I made every mistake under the sun. Um, hired the wrong people. I had no processes. I had a big ego that everything had to come through me. I wouldn't delegate. Um, I was spending money and all the wrong stuff. And I was super stressed, uh, really, really stressed. And uh, I had to go to the doctors one day and uh, had to get, I, I had uh, anxiety. Um, oh. And it's because I couldn't switch off. Uh, and I'm like, this work's taking its toll on me. Um, so I had to decide what was I doing? Where was I going? There was no structure to anything. Everything was just, you know, made up as I was going along. And, uh, and I decided, you know, I followed a guy called Matthew Woodward for, for years. And mm. Matthew Woodward seemed to have quite a chilled out, laid back lifestyle where he was doing affiliate marketing. And uh, I'd watched a lot of Matthew's stuff for years. And I was always like, that guy's doing this properly. You know, he's traveling from country to country to country, making all this money, promoting SaaS tools, doing affiliate. And I'm like, that's what I want to be. So in 2015, I decided that I had enough of the agency life. You know, it, it really was getting to me mentally. And I just don't like dealing with people, um, to be honest, you know, clients. And, uh, and decided to go down the affiliate marketing route. And uh, here I am today, you know, having bought and sold a lot of websites. And, you know, there was one other little story here. I had a dental client and the client um, had five practices, mm. you know, that had built up over a course of years. And, I, yeah, I'm hearing a bad buzz as well. Someone's saying there's a bad buzz going on. Really? I'm not sure where it's but coming it, from. It might, uh, is it from me? I can hear everything beautifully, so... Um, let us, someone else can let us know. So I'll, I can mute myself when Craig speaks. Can you hear me okay, Craig? I can hear you fine, but there is a little bit of a buzz coming from something. Um, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll do this when you speak because you're... Mark Lawrence saying it's your computer. Yeah, so there's some kind of feedback coming when I speak. But anyway, so this dentist guy basically... Um, I'd worked with him um, for years doing SEO and he had five practices and he was made an offer and he sold them all. So he invited me over to his office and said, Craig, I'm, uh, I'm selling up. I will suggest to the new owners that you're the SEO guy. But, um, but he says, you're the stupidest guy I've ever met. And I'm like, what? And he says, I'm retiring at 31. He says, a multi-millionaire and he says you are the one person that's helped me get to that stage he says it's criminal that you're not doing your own stuff he says you have to find a product or a service or something you shouldn't be working for clients and it was that kind of something just flicked in my head and I was like nah I have to do something um you know I'm I, I fully you know it probably took me you know, 12, 13 years to, to fully understand everything that I was doing, um, which is a long apprenticeship. But at that point, I was confident that I knew how to rank a website. So where did I go from there? And, you know, I started building out a few websites. And yes, some of them still failed for other reasons, which I spoke about in Dubai. Um, but, you know, I had a few good websites that worked really, really well. And <clears throat> as I say, um, that is the kind of shortened version of my journey. A lot of mistakes and a lot of fun stories along the way. Uh, but yeah, I made it up the same as everyone else. I had no clue what I was doing. Found myself with all, all sorts of staff. <laughs> and yeah, it's been a weird journey. Well, thank you so much for being honest. I think uh, you guys that have been listening to the podcast for a while now have realized that the actual very successful people have went through a series of mistakes. And I call it like the, the learning mindset. So all of us, if someone gets up here and is very successful and they tell you it was a walk in the park, all rainbows and sunshine, it's probably like a fake guru or, you know, <laughs> without stereotyping anyone uh, 
thank you for being honest because honestly that that's how it usually works i mean for the first few years i would have everything go through me i was the bottleneck for so many things and i think all of entrepreneurs have to hit that uh, that stage where they realize they cannot do everything on their own and unless they learn to delegate and trust it's impossible to get to the next level so i was just here nodding because i really really appreciate you being so honest and i would love if you can spend a bit of time telling us about affiliate marketing because we have a lot of people that are doing Facebook right now or YouTube, but maybe they want to get into SEO and they're already good at affiliate marketing. Maybe give us some specific tips. Where do we start? Something that easy, I'm sure it would go such a long way. Yep. So when it comes to affiliate marketing, obviously as an SEO, that's always the, the, the focus for me at the start. So I'm looking for a project now it doesn't really matter what the, the product or the niche is to be honest you can literally sell anything online and literally anything but what i'm looking for purely from an seo point of view is a website that's maybe got a lot of content on it um and you know so i don't normally build websites from scratch so here's the difference when i get into affiliate marketing or buying and selling websites i'm looking for a lazy affiliate out there who's tried to, to, you know, do a bit of affiliate marketing and do all of that donkey work, getting all the content out, you know, building up a little bit of brand awareness and whatever, you know, and these websites may only make two, three, four hundred bucks a month. Um, so I'm looking for that and I'm looking for that content. I'm looking just for that website to work with. I don't want to go out and design another website. Um, so for me, organic search traffic is one source of traffic now. Any business out there, you can do your Facebook, your paid ads and everything else. All of that, 100%, you have to do. But organic search traffic, you can get so many long-tail keywords relatively easy just doing good on-page SEO. So when I look at people who have done hordes of content and they turn around and go, you know, I've, I've done so much work on this, I can't be bothered doing it. They just don't understand content marketing or how to push that up the rankings and that's a massive quick win for me <laughs> so it's and, and sometimes i feel like i'm exploiting a, a, you know a situation and um, but you know business is business but you know so i'm looking for that and i'll get that website and you look at it and you potentially run an audit on it from an seo point of view check out the content potentially add more content do your keyword research um, and you can actually make really good money um, from organic search traffic now no matter what and um, there'll be people with different opinions saying ah, it's all paid or it's all facebook and it's all instagram and yeah that that's fine but the amount of people who actually bypass paid uh, traffic um, and stuff like that you know organic search still you know a massive traffic source out there and something that shouldn't be ignored. And obviously there's a lot of misinformation about SEO. People make it sound as if it's some kind of magic. Um, and that's not the case. It's, it's not magic. You know, it's, it's a sequence of things that you need to do in order to make a website rank well. And in fact, let me just grab my slides from Dubai because I want to show the people something. Um, just quickly, if I can. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Because a lot of our, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of our affiliates couldn't make it to Dubai, especially our friends in the States. So it's going to be super valuable for them to see that. Dubai, Dubai, Dubai. Where are you? Take your time. Meanwhile, I can do uh, a song, maybe. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> a dance. A dance. Know, dance. Put good moves like me on TikTok. And... I I mean, just seeing him out there, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't uh, not move. So that was a great entrance because of Philip. So, uh, you did you dance onto the stage? Was that you? Uh, yeah. in Dubai? That was me. Yeah. A beautiful yeah. entrance. Yeah. That, the best entrance was me. Just. <laughs> I've not got the guts to do that. Um, you know, the, the speaker group, we, we should have a contest. Yeah. But give me one second. I've got my slide. I'm just scrolling through no them. To find... so, 
once we're so, done with the slides, if you don't mind, I see a lot of questions. So um, when when we go through the information, if it's cool with you, I would love if we take some questions as well from our friends that made it live with us today. Of course, of course, of course, of course. It's just there's one slide there that will make a lot of sense for people from an SEO point of view that I want to show. So I'm just going to share my screen. Yep, do it. And I'll add it to I'm glad you're familiar with StreamYard. Uh, it's so much easier. There we go. <laughs> it helps massively. Um, so it's this slide here. So when it comes to SEO, you've got, um, you, you know, your bigger? Can you make it like yeah, on the sure. screen? Because right now I can see uh, just like half of it. Is that better? Perfect. Beautiful. This is perfect. So there's different components to ranking a website. Now, there's one part on the top right-hand side here where it's talking about being mobile-friendly, the infrastructure of your website and all that kind of stuff. You've then got some technical elements. Then you've got some on-site, your content, your internal linking structure and all of that kind of stuff. You've also got your link building. You need to build links to content to be able to get it to rank. And you've also got engagement signals. Now, that part down the bottom where it says 20 to 23% of Google's ranking algorithm comes down to engagement signals. I can't emphasize how important that little bit of information is to other people. Now, you guys who are using paid traffic sources and everything else, you're already doing half of your SEO. You need to take advantage. You, like. All of that engagement you've got will massively help you um, and you're not doing it or potentially not doing it. Um, and, you know, I think for me, I'm I'm going like that. What are you guys doing? Um, you know, you could easily, you know, take advantage of SEO and organic search traffic. So you're, you're already doing 23% of the work. Just do better keyword research, implement it on your website, and then you will do a lot better from an SEO point of view. Um, and, and that part, you know, obviously when I'm speaking in Dubai and I know a lot of these guys are into paid media and I'm just like, these guys don't get it. Like from an, they're just totally ignoring the SEO side of it. And you're just like, dude, there's so much money here uh, to be made from that as well. And I know these guys make a lot of money anyway. So what's it matter? But, you know, I think the cost of SEO and the return of investment is far higher than some of the guys that you see going, I turn over 20 million pounds a month, but it cost me 19.98 million on paid ads to do that. Well, you know, that's a bit stupid. Um, so, so, you know, that's where you have to um, look at SEO and you have to do it properly. And there is a basic sequence of events that you can do to do that. Now, obviously, it's I can't go into everything on here because it would take me days to explain it all. But if you do want to go into the specifics, I've got a YouTube channel with 700 plus videos on it if you want to learn, you know, specifics. Um, but yeah, so if you've got questions, I know there's some questions here about so tools. Fantastic. And so I'll put them on the screen so it's easier so you see them as well. Um, we, we have the first one. What are the best tools you would suggest to find the best keywords? So the best tool that I would recommend would be a tool called semrush.com. Now, I can literally share my screen again, Anna, um, if I can, and uh, show the people this tool and how easy it is to use, if that's cool. Um, so semrush, you can literally put in a keyword like used cars, for example. And SEMrush will tell me that in the USA, there's this amount of monthly search volume. You can change the database to literally any country in the world. Obviously, I'm based in the UK. Uh, so it will tell me that for the very specific term, used cars, there's 110 monthly searches for it. But it gives me all of the variations all of the kind of questions that people would ask, such as what is good mileage for a used car and 22,000 other variations, um, as well as other related keywords, such as secondhand cars, cars for sale, 
and so on and so on and so on. So SEMrush is the best tool, very simple and easy to use. All you're looking for um, to keep it, because sometimes it can be overwhelming, but when you look at a particular bunch of keywords, like these ones here, I'll just open it up, you will see the volume. So that's the keyword. That is the volume of monthly searches. Keyword difficulty. So it will give you an idea out, out of 100 in terms of how difficult that keyword's going to be. So these are the, the, you know, a couple of the most important things that you want to be looking at. But the search volume um, is massive. And obviously you want to, you know, you could go after Audi used cars, BMW used cars. Um, you know, these would have been be seen as easier keywords to rank for. So SEMrush is a great tool and it does a hell of a lot more than just keyword research. Um, you can audit a website with it and all that kind of stuff as well. So that's a must-have tool from an SEO point of view. I love it. And we've, we've heard about it before. So just like with email, you have your specific ESPN that you want to use. We've heard of SEMrush before. I, I The team uh, gave you the website link in the comments. And uh, the next question goes hand in hand. So I'm going to pick that one. Can you recommend any tools that can help with creating original content? So do you know if your team uses any specific content creation tools? I'm not a fan of uh, AI content or content creation tools. I think Google are clever enough to understand what you're trying to do. Um, I would always hire you know, a, a real content writer to do it. However, <coughs> you can use tools like Phrase, F-R-A-S-E dot I-O, um, which can give you a content brief um, and it can give you the headlines, the subheadings, the semantically related keywords that you can add to the content, but you want someone to physically write that content. Um, and as much as I would love for there to be an AI tool that does the job properly. It just doesn't. It's not there yet. And I'm as lazy as anyone. I want to have no work to do. Um, but AI, through my own personal experience, does not cut it, not in competitive markets. Yes, we've uh, we've seen the same, uh, not problem because, you know, we have a solution for everything, but with native ads, when you when you want to write a good pre-sale, there's not going to be a tool that actually writes the pre-sale for you. However, there are good grammatical tools that are wonderful and can help you make sure that uh, the way you sound is impeccable or smart, or if English is not your first language, then you definitely want to use a bunch of uh, tools to write your, your stuff. All right, a lot of questions. Thank you, guys. All right, uh, hola, Craig. What kind of offers categories are easy to start for newbies? <laughs> I get asked this question all the time. It really depends uh, on what I would suggest to someone like yourself um, who's a newbie is try and get into an interesting niche that you enjoy. Now, if you don't, enjoy something just let's say it's the golf niche for example and you've no clue about golf you're not as enthusiastic about it you don't know the inner details you don't know the right terminology now that is where i would always say to someone try and do something that you enjoy so if i like sports for example you know i could sell nba tops i could sell boxing gloves that are you know like the one behind me i could sell a whole range of different stuff and make affiliate money on it because sports is a you know a passion of mine you know i'm a massive you know sports fan in general and you know that's something that you have to look at now i'm not saying every single person's passion you can turn into money because if you like cheap little earrings or something you know the commissions are too small what i would also also say to people entering affiliate marketing is there's a cost for me as an affiliate marketer whether it's paying for content paying for links, paying for a website or anything else. Now, if I'm selling a product that's, say, 10 bucks, and I'm selling a product, or, or alternatively selling a product that costs 100 bucks, it costs me the same amount of time, money, and effort to rank either of those. So it makes no sense at all 
to go after cheap products. So I would always say, if you're looking at something, try and go for something that's a hundred pound plus or or whatever. You know, there's products out there that sell for thousands because you're only getting a small amount of the commission. And I personally, when I was getting in, when I was getting into affiliate marketing, jumped two footed into niches, going, oh, golf seems like a cool niche. Now with the golf one, I done remarkably well from an SEO point of view. What I didn't know was that my average um, order value was 20 bucks. Now, that's crap. Um, you know what I was getting <laughs> But also another important thing when you're looking at niches to get into, golf is also seasonal. So people don't buy golf stuff all year round. They probably buy it, well, certainly from the UK, you know, March until October, no one's buying golf stuff, you know, November, December, January, um, just because of the weather conditions. So I would say you need to go after higher ticket items and also something that's not seasonal. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, so I think that's a couple of tips I would give to you. But I have seen people sell plant pots. Now, I had a customer years ago who sold plant pots. Now, he came to me, can you do SEO? And he's like, I do plant pots. And I'm like, like, what is this? The guy was turning over millions of pounds a year, all different plant pots, different shapes, different sizes, all of that kind of stuff. And he was getting them from China or whatever and selling millions of pounds worth of these. He was really an authority. So you don't always need a range of products. You maybe need one thing with a few variables and absolutely nail it. So <coughs> that guy can sell plant pots. Could you potentially sell chairs or whatever? Um, you know, there's so many things out there. It's just so hard to say what is good for you because I don't know what your interests are. Exactly. And I've, I've said this many times. And guys, I promise I'd not even, you know, chat with Craig about this. What my advice is always to pick something that has a good payout because um when we got into the industry there were a lot of digital products which are great they can sell well but the cost to consumer is always lower which means your payout is going to be lower so we switched and um we do a lot of supplements health supplements you know stuff that has turmeric and can help your mood just general stuff that you know help in general and long story short if you as an affiliate pick something that's a hundred bucks on you know if you bring a customer to a supplement it's going to be so much easier to keep going if you also pick something that has a good payout because especially for seo craig made such a good point you're going to spend the same amount of time and energy right so you might as well pick something that has a decent payout and there are so many wonderful products out there all right beautiful that's a good one so are there any ways to protect websites from competitors that copy the content and misuse the links? Um, so people who copy your content, I'm not going to say this works every time, but typically someone copies your content, Google are going to filter them out because it's seen as plagiarism and Google can detect that reasonably well. It doesn't mean sometimes it slips under the net um, but there is no real way you know when you put your website out on on the internet someone will find a way to do something with it and uh, sadly people do steal your content steal your images you know potentially even try and hijack your brand and you know maybe buy another domain that's very similar to yours uh, and stuff like that um there's not too much you can do. If someone steals your content, they steal it. Um, what you need to make sure is that your website is the one that's seen as the priority, the one that's got the most links, the one that's seen as the trusted authoritative source for that content. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, the cheaters who steal the content drop off and Google fil filter them out because if they're stealing your content, they're probably not doing link building and not doing SEO very well. Uh, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. I would focus more of my time and energy on what can I do that's going to make me better rather than worrying about who's going to steal something. People will steal stuff. So what? You know, let them crack on with it. They'll get caught eventually. And uh, it's not something I waste too much time worrying too much about. Um, it is rather annoying. But again, people can remain anonymous fairly well online if you know what you're doing um 
And if they want to, you know, do a bit of arbitrage or whatever you want to call that, so be it. People do steal your content, spin it up, and try and make it, you know, stick or you know on Google's index. And again, sometimes they get away with it. But in highly competitive markets, they're not going to get away with it. They might get away with it in an easier niche, so to speak. But as I say, it's like anything. Um, if you are going to spend your time worrying about that, you know, I think it's negative energy and you want to to be a bit more positive and just see what else can I be doing to continue crushing these guys into the ground because, uh, you know, that's what you want to do and you're always going to improve your own content anyway. So so what if they steal the first version and, you know, make a little page out of it or whatever, um, you're always going to go back and evolve and add videos and do all the different stuff to it. And with guys like that, they're not going to be doing that. So it's, it's all about standing the test of time um, and just keep doing positive things for your own website. I love that. And obviously it happens to everyone, no matter the traffic source. And uh, that's the perfect advice. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're really good, take it as a compliment, right? You're going to have people that copy, uh, just focus on doing a really good job and you're always going to be ahead of the curve. Plus the abundance mindset. If someone else can make some money, just, you know, let them do it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, how long it usually takes to increase volume with SEO? I think that's a general one, but helpful if we are not familiar with SEO, because with native, it's easy to say, give us 20 days and we'll try to increase traffic. With SEO, is it a month, six months? Is there anything? People would normally say you're going to take three, four months to start to see stuff happening. Um, and the reason for that is, even if you were to throw out 15 new articles on there tomorrow, Google's got to crawl. It's got to index that. You've got to then build links to it, which the links take time to pass value. So by the time you order this stuff, you place it, Google pick it up, put it in their index and trust it, and it you know goes up through the, the rankings, that process can take three, four months, sometimes six months, sometimes nine months, depending on the... Um, competition levels you know it's it's one of those ones seo is an evolving thing and there's no guarantees and um, that you're going to remain on page one so you just need to keep keep learning and keep tweaking and all that kind of stuff and uh, that's that's what seo is and it's a bit of a pain in the backside because google do do an update and boom you know you drop three positions or whatever <laughs> and it can be frustrating but as i say with the return on investment on it, um, you know, it's still a good source of traffic that uh, longer, probably for 10 months of the year should be fairly stable, but there's twice a year typically when they, like, and there's one happening just now where stuff's all over the place and everyone's panicking and they're changing their approach and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a core update. They, they take off all the filters and then they place some of them back on and then they'll see what happens, then they'll place a few more on, and that's where all this movement happens. Um, and again, you've got to take that into account when you're doing SEO. So three, four months um, on average, you know, I try when I do affiliate marketing. So when I said earlier, I buy and sell a lot of websites. If I get a project now, I want to scale that up and flip it within a six-month period. Um, so I want to take that from, say, 500 bucks a month to five grand a month and then flip it. Um, so it can be done in that period of time, um, and that's the kind of optimal time I would always give myself to scale up as high as I possibly can and then flip it on for a massive profit. Awesome. You are so good at this. I mean, you know what you're doing. <laughs> Do long-tail keywords work better always? <laughs> Not, but it depends who you ask. Now, long tail keywords are obviously easier to rank for. Um, and just in case anyone doesn't know what a long tail keyword is, you know, I, I used used cars as an example earlier. You know, it would be something like used cars Glasgow or, you know, even longer than that. <laughs> so, of course, the, you know, the more specific, it potentially converts better and all that kind of stuff. But, the sheer volume comes from the generic used cars. So I wouldn't like to sit there and advise someone that 
only long tail's the way to go. And um, you know, I think you've got to have a mixture of you know easier keywords, middle of the road, and obviously go after the competitive ones longer term. Um, however, what I would say is I've got many friends in the SEO industry who do nothing other than go after long tail keywords and make a lot of money. So it's not what I would advise to the general public, go after long tail keywords and don't do anything else. But some people do, but I've you know got a different mindset. I want to be the best and dominate the world uh, with, with SEO. So I'm like, nah, I'm not just settling for long tail crap. You know, I want some of the, the big stuff, you know, and where the volume is. So it can be done and uh, a very, very viable option to go after long tail keywords. And in particular, at the start of your affiliate journey, they're a lot easier to achieve and it gets the, the cash flow coming in, which hopefully would allow you to spend more money uh, and more budget on trying to achieve the bigger stuff. I love it. We haven't had as many questions in a long time. I'm 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 excited and I'm learning a lot. So thank you. All right, this is a good one. Uh, do you recommend including more than one product or category on pages? So for those websites, even if you guys don't create them, like for the ones that you try to purchase, do you include more than one product, or you prefer to focus on one category per website? <laughs> this again depends on what type of affiliate marketing you're doing. So for example, if I was doing Amazon, for example, um, I might have a page that says the top five best hairbrushes, for example, um, and I'm gonna have five different products on that one page. And that is fine for Amazon because the, the concept behind Amazon affiliate is I don't really care whether they buy any of those five products or not. As soon as they click on one of my links, that cookie policy, I'm getting anything they buy, whether they buy a, you know, food or anything else that's not even listed in my website, I'm getting my commission. So what I try to do in that particular inst instance would be the top five hairbrushes um, and it would have, you know, an ex a really expensive one, you know, top of the range, whatever that is. Um, I've not got much hair, so I don't really use brushes. But um, then I'd have a couple of cheaper options or middle of the road options and then a real low cost one. And that's just to get that person to click in something. And once they click in something, I've done my job as an affiliate and I'm going to get whatever they buy for the next 24 hours. However, obviously, if you're doing other types of stuff and you're trying to go after a product, it would make perfect sense to just target that product specifically, you know, with, a, you know, your SEO and make sure that you rank very, very specifically for a particular product. So if it's a kind of top five or the best this or, or whatever, then you can have multiple products on it. You can even have multiple affiliates. So you don't have to just stick with Amazon. So you could have buy now in Amazon and you could have another section saying buy on AO or, or somewhere else. So you can have multiple affiliate opportunities on the one product page as well. It doesn't have to just be Amazon. Um, <coughs> but as I say, people are, you need to understand what people's intent is. So if I was Googling something very, very specifically, very, very, you know, like a, uh, an Oculus or something, uh, Oculus VR headset thing. I'm not going to have, you know, the PlayStation VR headset and all that kind of stuff on it because the person's intent is to buy an Oculus. So I only want my website to show an Oculus. So, you know, that's Google do take search intent into account. So if it's going to be the top this or the, the best that, then multiple products can be used. But if it's product specific, if I'm Googling Mac, for example, and I'm seeing a whole bunch of other non-relevant websites, there's a problem there. So it's uh, you know it's all about the intent of, of the user and trying to make sure that you understand that as well. So if I want an Oculus, I want to see an Oculus in your website. I don't want to see anything else. Don't get me out of it. Don't get me confused. Just let me buy the Oculus. Job done um, is the way I would see it. Uh, side note, I have seen you try the Oculus on your social media, so I don't know if it was the best purchase, but uh, now <laughs> getting one. I'll give it time. I'll give it time. 
All right, beautiful. So, Abby, what is the main priority behind selecting a good convertible offer? Like, what things would you see an offer to say that it will be highly converting and targeting? Um, I, I think it's similar to what you were telling us before, that it's really something that you like. It's, it's hard to know before if it's going to convert, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the main priority here is you need to do your, your keyword research. If there's volume there, people are likely to be interested in it. However, when it comes to converting, um, so let me give you an example. Uh, you know, if you were selling kitchens, um, not people don't always buy a brand new kitchen instantly when they look online. So that's where I think the conversion rate would be a lot lower and you're retargeting through paid ads would kick in, you know. So there's different things for different people. So what is going to convert and when is it going to convert? These are all things that you would need to do testing on really um, and do conversion rate optimization and tweak a few things and make it really simple and really easy to convert better. But, you know, there's also things that are out with your control. So if you're doing affiliate and some, you know, you've signed up for some deal and, you know, the guy's prices are all, a lot more expensive than anywhere else you're going to struggle to convert that stuff so you you know that's where it's important to do your research before you enter it not just on the keywords but look at the pricing look at all of that stuff because if i'm trying to sell i don't know anna's stuff right say anna's got black t-shirts max web t-shirts and she's selling them for 50 pounds and i'm getting 10 percent commission and someone else has got the exact same thing for a lot less. Why the hell would they buy from me? It's not going to convert. Um, so that's where you need to do, you know, product research as well. And make sure that you can, when you're driving traffic to this, is that likely to convert? So these are questions <coughs> that all come into the, the research phase. And again, when I was in Dubai, I told a story that one day I just woke up and e-cigarettes or vaping just came out. And I was excited. I'm like, oh, man, the search volume for e-cigs is through the roof. Fuck it, made a website and all that stuff. And, you know, I was really passionate about it. I'm like, I don't even smoke, by the way. I, I was just excited about the money side of it. Um, but <clears throat> so got this, done the SEO, started getting orders in. And it was a dropship and it wasn't quite affiliate. But it's the same, the same methods apply. Now, after that, I was like, right, we need to do some paid ads. We need to do a bit of this, a bit and that. And we're trying to do paid ads and they're getting declined all the time. And it's because I didn't research the niche properly. I didn't understand that you couldn't do paid ads in such a niche. I also didn't, you know, understand that my dropshipper was a douchebag and he was going to run out of stock very, very quickly and all that kind of stuff. So when you look to affiliate, there's a lot more than just the keyword you need to look at. Has the has the person that you're doing affiliate for got the scalability to be able to provide this over and over and over again um you know and all that kind of stuff so that all of these things would go in and can impact your conversions um is and, and these are things that only you can do i can't sit there and say you know look for this look for that you just got to do research and you know common sense uh and look at it and go no nah, I, I you know i could sell this stuff all day long people are interested the volume's there the price is right the the guy's got you know warehouse full of this stuff so let's go i that that's beautiful and you know we we had something similar happen on our end when we didn't do proper research we were uh running a supplement and uh uh, the owner had no fulfillment in place. I mean, they did, but it wasn't great. So we were basically sending uh, traffic to a product that wasn't in stock. So <laughs> you can imagine the refund rate running something like that on RevShare. So it's very important to do your research. Ask around. I mean, come on. It's everything is public. The forums, affiliates, other friends in the industry will know what's running. The people that do a good job with putting good offers for you out there that actually convert. Ask. Do a bit of research. And, you know, don't think you're going to know better. Ask. I mean, how many times uh, a brilliant friend gave you good advice on something that you can be running? It, it happens to us all the time. So definitely ask a lot of questions. I know we do. Uh, Mark, I'm so sorry we missed your question. 
where is a great place to go to learn SEO? And uh, we've seen this question a lot with native ads, with Facebook, with YouTube. If you know of any courses or any like specific places where people that actually want to learn SEO from scratch can go to. My YouTube channel. Um, that, and I'm not just saying that. Um, like I gave away all of my coursework for free on my YouTube channel uh, during COVID. And uh, I think I've got, I've literally got keyword research broken down into a video. It's all broken down into very, very short videos. There's 700 of them across the, uh, you know, SEO space um, and, and affiliate marketing. And I've got videos on buying and selling. So I'm going to say Mings, and not just because I'm saying that, you know, I probably have one of the biggest SEO channels in the world. Um, and I... Like I said to Anna off here, and, and like Anna does this to give back to the community, I don't do podcasts like this for, for money. I don't do YouTube to make money. I'm doing it to give something back because I've been there in your shoes, struggling. No one would tell me the truth. You know, I bought all of the crap courses out there. And, you know, I, I don't want to sit there and say everyone's course is garbage out there, but there's enough free content out there for you to get a better understanding. You may go and buy a course specifically on, I don't know, Facebook ads. There's probably some dude out there doing some amazing course on that. Um, but in general, I think if you want a better SEO understanding of things without paying any money for it, my YouTube channel is a great place. And I also do two live Q&A sessions per week on it. So if you are struggling, I will come on twice a week. Um, and I'm on at five o'clock tonight, which is like in an hour and 15 minutes. And people can just ask you stuff like, show me this, show me that. What do you do here? What do you do there? And, uh, you know, again, it's just to give back to the community. I'm not upselling anything. I'm not trying to angle you into anything. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I just wanted that plaque. I just wanted the 100,000 subscribers. Now, I've got 700 videos on there. I don't know how much time that took me to put all of that together. But for like a £20 plaque, that is the amount of time and effort I put in to get that 100,000 subscriber plaque. Um, but nah, in all seriousness, I like giving back to the community. And uh, that's that's what it's all about. So there's no sleazy sales coming from me um, oh, at all. That. That's, that's why you're here. Our, you know, our viewers really know that we handpick only people that actually know what they're doing. And as a side note for our marketing team, if you're comfortable with this, we, we basically have an academy back office in MaxWeb. We would love to just add your YouTube page there. Uh, yeah. We just basically give information on, on free, good information that affiliates can use. And our superpower is native ads. So we would love, we, we just love to have a place for affiliates if they want to learn about YouTube. It's so beautiful to be able to send them to an actual place where they don't have to spend a lot of money to, to learn good information. So that's awesome. Really, I really appreciate you. Um, uh, thank you, Christina. I see she already shared your YouTube channel in the comments, so you guys can grab that. Uh, appreciate you. We have about 10 minutes. I know time flew by, and I would love if you can spend a few minutes telling us about the buying of websites aspect, because, you know, I, I know a lot of people watching have the financial stability to afford it, but they probably have no idea where to start. I mean, how, how do you start? Where do you go to actually find good websites to buy? <laughs> so this is a, this is the the tricky part at the start. So where do you find these websites that are really cheap um, where you can scale up and, and, and get a deal? Now, there's Facebook groups out there. One of them called Flipping Websites uh, is a really good place where guys will sell them. In fact, let me show you. I can, if I can share my screen again, I will show you. Just because I know the, the old Scottish language, uh, it might come out and it might sound like I'm saying something else. So, <laughs> um, so, um, <clears throat> I hate that we have, or Facebook have changed their bloody layout. It's killing me. Um, but, Flipping websites is this one here. And basically, they, you'll find websites on here very, very cheap. Uh, now, 
this one here is just one that's been posted yesterday. Um, nine months old, Amazon affiliate. It's got 38 articles. It gets 200 clicks per day. Last year's earnings, um, it's shown you all the earnings and everything else. So it's 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 fallen away. Um, the guy wants 15,000 bucks for it, but you can get websites on here for a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, right up to about 30,000 bucks. Now, you can either go to a group like this, um, which I think is one of the best groups out there. You can also go to a website called flipper.com. Now, I'm going to say be careful when you go to Flipper because like anything in the digital space, a lot of stuff can be manipulated. Um, and there's websites on here for you know quite a high price and there's also websites on there very, very cheap. Um, you've just got to scroll through and figure out what type of website you want to buy. Now, I personally roam around this group or what I'll do is reach out to websites that say things like, copyright 2017 on it or something like that you know i'm looking for affiliate uh, lazy affiliates but this group is well known in the industry and people will sell in this group and uh, you get to see the stats and all that kind of stuff the earnings um and all that kind of stuff so loads of websites on here that you can buy now when it comes to selling them um empire flippers so obviously my job is to buy a website for, you know, let's say £2,000, uh, just as a, a rough example, right? So I might buy a website for £2,000 and I might do some SEO to it and I might spend another £2,000 on that. Now, the job for me is to scale that up and sell it on. Now, you might be going, well, what, what do you mean sell it on? How does the website sell and all that kind of stuff? So if I'm doing affiliate... Um, Websites are selling for, on average, let me just go to the marketplace here. I mean, this one here is 55 times its monthly um, profit. And, you know, this is where you can sell your website as well on Empire Flippers. Now, you can get anything between 45 and 55 times your money, depending on the niche that you're in and the, the service that you're providing. Now, let's just put that into layman's terms for a minute. Now, if, for example, I buy a website for £2,000 and I spend £2,000 on it, um, and that website goes, it starts to earn 1000 bucks a month, I've spent £4,000 and I could potentially sell that for forty or £50,000 tomorrow on Empire Flippers. So that is where... I'm looking for someone who's done a bit of legwork, someone that kind of knows what they're doing, but maybe not completely. And that's where that flipping website group, you know, is really good for me because there's a website there that's got 38 articles on it. Um, and that's what I want. I want someone who's given it, you know, a lot of content. So there's always websites with areas of weakness, whether it comes from a link building perspective, whether, you know, I had a friend actually, who bought an e-commerce store once. Now, when you added a product to the basket, it didn't have a view basket button on the website. Now, this dude was like, this website, shit, you know, I'm driving so much traffic to it, blah, 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 you know, it's a piece of shit, I want to sell it and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it just wasn't converting. Now, my friend bought that website, added that little button in, and it converted amazingly well um so i'm not saying that that happens all the time but there's areas of weakness like that where just some guy just doesn't understand cro or how customers look at websites and all that kind of stuff so you can get a bargain someone's just pulling their hair out going get this website to fuck you know go away um you know i spent too much money on it give me give me some of my money back um and you know some people like me are sitting there going and you'll get all excited about it and as i say you can go to empire flippers and then flip the website so this <coughs> this is a part of the people often ask me what part of the market do you operate at craig so i always try and buy a website that's earning zero to a grand a month um that end of the market now why do i do that um one it's cheaper and i can do more projects at the same time 
but two, trying to sell a website for a million pounds or five million pounds or whatever is really difficult and there's a legal process and all of that kind of stuff. Selling a website for a couple hundred grand, people transfer you the money like that. So that is where I want to probably invest 10, 20 grand in a project between buying the website, giving it all the deliverables and then sell it for a hundred. So I want to spend 10 to 20 grand flip it for 100, 120, 150 even. Um, and that, working at that lower end of the market, you can do more volume. And uh, that is, it's just a much easier sell. And you get, you know, just, it's just a lot easier. So <laughs> a lot of people say to me as well, Craig, why wouldn't you take a website from say five to 10K then if you're so good? Again, you run into that problem. Is there going to be a Google update and it gets slammed? So this is a game of, <laughs> um, right, let me show you this. I'll show you a story here. I'm um, just going to share my screen again. Now, there's a lady. Us Americans, we have a. I'm I'm half American. We we always say when when people do this, they are a penny wise and dollar foolish. So too yeah. many people they try to be grand. So you go for the hundred k sale when in fact if you would do smaller. Uh, you know, 1K sales, you would be so much more profitable. So that's beautiful advice. Uh, but here, here's a story, right? Um, and it was a, a female, a lady that I trained who's actually a friend of mine. And she bought this website. Um, give me a second. Yeah, so she bought this website January 2020. And she, she came to me for training. She wanted out her day job and she wanted to do really well she scaled the shit out of the website right up until november december 2020 now anyone who's in the affiliate space will know there's a big google update then and it fucked everyone's website up now i'll explain what that wasn't was in a moment this woman scaled this up and was about to flip this now she spent 10 grand overall she bought the website for five she paid me uh, some money for training and the rest of the 10 grand was spent on content and links. Now she scaled it up to this level here. She was about to sell it for 120 grand for spending 10 grand and bang, that Google update came. And basically that Google update was because the website had too much commercial content on it. It was all about the best this, the best that, you know, and, and there was literally hundreds of pages all about the best this or the best that which was the wrong thing to do um, because it was quite spammy. She didn't take that part in in her training. Um, so the content was fairly shit and it got basically penalised. So she was like, Craig, what can I do? What can I do? The website's fucked. Um, and she tried to recover the website and it wouldn't. Now, at this point, what happens when this Google update comes out is they basically penalise the website. So I asked her, to redirect witchcooker.com over to Witch Kitchen Appliance. And she got recovery again. She was about to flip it, <laughs> but she didn't change the content and it went down again. Now, the point of me trying to show you this story is obviously not to, to mock anyone in any way, um, but you have to get in and out at the right time. Uh, because updates happen and it will literally fuck your website into the ground. So that's why when I said earlier, you know, there's that six-month period. I don't want to be worrying about an update six months' time. I just want to get in and out. That's someone else's problem when you sell it. They have to work around the update and figure out what the hell that update was. Um, but equally, going back, that is where the quality of your content... So when uh, Lisa, who had that particular website... Was she doing the best content? Was she scrimping and scraping? The truth is she was scrimping and scraping and basically the website got penalised for low quality work. And that's why I want to go back and say, whoever was asking me about AI content and stuff, you may get a short-term gain. But see if you're sitting with a website that's about to sell for 120 grand and Google comes for you, that deal's in the bin. And you're going to be, like, you'll be distraught, you know, absolutely distraught. Um, so that's where I think you have to pay more attention to doing the job properly. Because I don't, you know, I don't want my website to ever fall off a cliff like that. But the job is to build it up slowly, efficiently, spend the right money on it, and then flip it. And you can still do that. And make, so, so I said, you know, I spend 10 grand on a website and spend 10 grand in deliverables. 
what happens if I have to spend 20 grand deliverables? Cares, you know, I'll still make 130 grand. So there's enough profit in there to to do that. So if you have to pay a little bit extra for quality, then I would always recommend doing so. Don't don't look for shortcuts. That's beautiful advice. And uh, I, we might have missed a few questions and I apologize because there were so many of them and uh, the team will promise I will get back to everyone today. And if we need to message Craig, uh, we will do that. Um, I, I really appreciate everyone taking the time today. Um, I know it's been an hour, but uh, one more question. This one is from yeah. me. If someone is skipping to the last part of our conversation, uh, I know it's hard to summarize a good one-hour podcast in just a few minutes, but you know, give us the nugget, the, the you know how my friend Rich would say it, the still your winners uh, part. Uh, share something with us that really helped you, or something that works for you, or just something that you think is valuable for people to take away from today's podcast. So the, the big thing for me, when you're doing affiliate, whether you're doing client SEO, it doesn't really matter. I think the biggest thing for me that I've learned over the years, uh, and again, I spoke to Anna about this off here, when you start out, you struggle to delegate, you struggle to have the right processes in place, the, 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 you know, the, the standard operating procedures, all of that kind of stuff is so vital to any project. I cannot emphasize enough of the importance of that. Now, we all know You've got to have a website, you can do paid traffic, you can do SEO, blah, 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 blah. But are you doing all of that yourself or are you delegating that stuff out? Now, for me, I am an SEO that became a business owner. I didn't set out to be in business, but I had to flip that um, and become a business owner and not an SEO to some degree. Now, I love SEO and I'm very passionate about it and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But you have to think about every website you do like a real business and there's got to be a process and a procedure in place for every last thing that happens to that website and you know when i say create standard standard operating procedures that could just be something like um you know doing your keyword research and then what happens from there who does that go to how does that content get how does that research go to to the content writer what does that content brief look like and this is where people Oh, so bloody far wrong they do not do it properly it's just do this do that you know order 100 articles who said 100 articles and um, you know that it has to go on a website it's all about quality and you know the biggest nugget is the biggest secret in seo in particular is there is no secret you know there's no special little trick here that you know i've got some special shop that i go to and buy up these better websites than anyone else you know the difference between me and many other people is just obviously experience procedures sops and you know me now not having this big ego where everything has to go through me i've got a trusted team of people that i can delegate shit out to i want an easier life i'm not here to work hard and uh you know i think you need to relax a little bit not be as intense um, and as i say got to nail down those procedures because that part is the key to success and whether you're doing paid ads and everything it's going to be the same you know, you've got a particular process and a sequence of events, including keyword research, even if you're doing paid ads. Um, so, you know, it's it's one of those things that so many people just slop, you know, slapstick approach to it and don't treat these things like a real business because it's a shitty little affiliate website. That's what a lot of people think. Whereas my affiliate website is a real business and that website has to look good. It has to have the best images on it, has to have the best content on it. And that's only going to happen by delegating a lot of that grunt work out. And uh, that's the best piece of advice I could ever give anyone. You know, if I can do this stuff successfully, I wouldn't consider myself to be brains of Britain um, or anything like that. Um, you know, but, you know, you've got to be streetwise. You've got to, you know, look at things um, properly and, and spend the right money and all that kind of stuff as well never scrimp and scrape never look for a shortcut is the other piece of advice i would give people ask me every day what's the best ai content writing tool don't even ask me you're just wasting your fucking time like that's a filter where i just i would ignore that person because they're just looking for a quick easy buck and uh <laughs> no offense to the person that did ask it because i know you're not all seos but you know if an seo asked me that question i'm just like you know what you, you just don't get it so uh say that you know that's a couple of 
little tips there. There is no secret. And and many people out there looking at it going think SEO some magic process. It's not. It's just a number of different steps. Um that you know, you're showing Google um you know the best, you know, pages and all that kind of stuff. So it's a uh, it's and it's definitely worth considering because you guys who are doing a lot of paid stuff are doing a lot of the work anyway. So it it just you know educate yourselves and get a bit more out of your website. I love it. Absolutely fantastic. I appreciate you so much for taking the time, Craig. <laughs> no worries. No worries. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you again. And for everyone that's been listening in on Spotify or Apple or Google, please make sure to come back and watch us live. Number one, you get to see how handsome Craig is. And number two, he shared his screen a few times. So it's really valuable information. I actually uh, made a bunch of notes here and I'm uh, I'm going to flick some websites later tonight. I'm, I'm on it. So, <laughs> thank you again so much. I appreciate you for taking the time to teach us. And uh, I will be the first to subscribe to your YouTube channel because I always love people that just give back to the community. Thank you. appreciate it. And anyone else, feel free to catch me on social media, YouTube, whatever. I'm always here to help. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day.